coffee isn't just a drink, it's who you are. We are Little Green Hive, and we're here to serve that perfect cup of coffee made just for you. We're women-owned and locally sourced. Our mission is to provide the best product for our customers, as well as strengthen our community. From fair trade coffees and teas, to breakfast, lunch, and smoothies, we have everything you need to start your day off right. Come visit us in downtown Roanoke, Grandin Village, and now at the Daleville Town Center, Little Green Hive, because coffee is personal. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Hometown Stories. It means a lot to us. If you like what you hear, we'd love it if you shared us with a friend, left us a review, or subscribed to Hometown Stories. That way, you basically get first dibs as soon as we release a new episode. You can also email us at hometownstories at wdbj7.com. We'd love to hear your hometown story. Okay, now let's get back to the episode. Monday, NASA will attempt step one of a long-term mission to get humans to Mars. But before you can run, you've got to walk. And NASA sees the moon as the perfect place to take those baby steps. Phase one of the Artemis project will start with an unmanned test flight into space, which will eventually include a crew that will send humans farther into our solar system than we've ever been before. And NASA hopes that those successful missions will eventually lead to us putting human feet on the moon for the first time since the early 1970s. In this episode of Hometown Stories, we speak with Jeremy Parsons, the deputy manager for the Exploration Ground Systems Program at NASA's John F. Kennedy Space Center. Parsons explains how Artemis will eventually lead humans to taking that one small step on the surface of Mars. Let's get started by, can you just walk me through what is to come next week? So Monday is a big day for us. We're at L minus three days until the launch of the first Artemis mission. So right now we're looking at a launch at 8.33 a.m. on Monday morning of SLS and Orion. So SLS is the space launch system and Orion is the crew capsule that's gonna go on top of it. And so right now, Monday, we have a 70% chance of go for weather. Uh, which is looking pretty good for Florida in the summertime. And then uh, we have about a two-hour launch window. So we can launch any time between 8.33 and 10.33 a.m. Of course, we're going to target the first part of the window, but we've got a little bit of, little bit of flexibility. And how are you feeling uh, with T-minus three days? I mean, is this, is this all you're thinking about when you're brushing your teeth, when you're getting up in the morning, when you're coming into work? I mean, how are you feeling uh, you are, three days out? It's a, it's, a, it's a great question. So we're living and breathing this, but you know, we have been for a couple of years, really just preparing everything for this mission. So this is kind of bringing all that together. There's a ton of excitement in the air. And so, but you know, more than anything, our team is feeling ready. We are feeling good, prepared. The vehicle's in great shape. So we're just, you know, fingers crossed everything goes well Monday morning and weather looks good. At its very basic form, what is the Artemis mission all about? So Artemis is all about going to the moon and then eventually to Mars. And so it's kind of that, it's that next giant step in exploration. 
So for, for the last number of years, we have lived and worked in what's called low Earth orbit, right? Which is just over 200 miles above the Earth. When we talk about going to the moon, we're talking about going 280,000 miles into space. And then when we talk about Mars, you're, you're going even further. So the moon is going to be that staging, that stepping point where we really learn how to live and operate in deep space. And ultimately, our mission is then to go further. And so this is really exciting because it begins that journey, it begins those steps. And my understanding is this Artemis mission that is being launched next week, it's an unmanned flight. Is that correct? Except for maybe uh, Sean the Sheep. Is that true? <laughs> So, so we have, it, it is an uncrewed test flight. We have three mannequins, essentially, uh, on the vehicle. So you have Captain Munikin Campos, and then uh, we have two torsos, Helga and Zohar. And so what those are about is really, before we go put, put crew on this vehicle, we want to make sure we understand how everything is going to operate. What are the forces that are going to be on the crew, as well as the radiation environment? So we have dosimeters on them. And so we'll really be taking a lot of measurements just to make sure we fully understand what we're going to do with, uh, with the crew. But our next mission, we can put up to four crew on there. And then by Artemis 3, in about the end of 2025 timeframe, we intend to land the first woman and the first person of color on the moon. What would you count and what would the whole crew behind Artemis count as a success for this first Artemis launch? So we have a number of major test objectives that we think we need to buy off in order to safely put crew around the moon in this next one. Really, the first one is the heat shield. We want to make sure that the heat shield works. Turns out we're going to have Orion going 25,000 miles per hour, and it's going to go further out into space than we've ever seen a human spacecraft. And it's going to be coming back faster than we've ever had a, a human spacecraft. So we want to make sure that heat shield works, that the parachutes deploy and safely arrest the speed of the, the vehicle. And then we're going to have a number of crews that are off the coast of San Diego, about 50 miles off the coast, that are then going to recover. So we've got to make sure we're going to go send astronauts into this environment, that they're going to be safe, we can get them back safely, and, uh, and that there's no issues. Also, we want to make sure how the vehicle operates in space. You know, does it do exactly what we think in terms of performance and things like that? And so those are kind of the four big items we really want to buy off. we got a ton of other objectives, but those are the ones to say, We'll be good to go with crew on this one. I want to talk in a second about the long-term mission on the moon that will eventually lead us to Mars, but I want to look back in the past for a little bit because I know, of course, about Apollo, and I'd like to talk about how these are different, but can you just give us a sense of like what's been going on on the moon <laughs> for maybe the last couple of years or even the last couple of decades? What, you know, what's been going on up there? So it, it's, it's a great question. So we have not landed on the moon since 1972. And so it has been quite some time. And Artemis is, is, you know, while we're, it's about kind of exploration in general, we're we really, we're taking a multinational approach. We've signed 21 countries onto the Artemis Accords. And so when we go forth, it's going to be with a, an international team that's committed to furthering humans into space. And so that's really going to be exciting. We've done a, a number of science missions to the moon uh, in that time, you know, since 1972. But no boots on the moon since then. So uh, this is going to be a major step forward. I know that in an effort to get to Mars, it, it sounds like we'll be spending time on the moon, figuring things out, working out those logistics in that environment first. And I just have to wonder, you know, in addition to thinking of it all technically, 
how do we think about doing, you know, these camps, these base camps on the moon and sort of spending time in that space responsibly? So that's a, it's, a, it's an interesting question. So um, in, in terms of, you know, there are a number of challenges to, to living and operating in, in that environment. And so they've gone through very, very comprehensive testing uh, and analysis of each, of each of our astronauts before we go put them that far into isolation and, and things along those lines. And I will tell you, the, the newer crew of astronauts, I mean, heck, all of them, to be honest, are some of the most well-prepared, intelligent individuals you've ever met. Um, I've seen, I've, I've had the opportunity to talk with a few, and they are truly, truly impressive individuals. Um, in terms of responsibly, you know, we're, we're making sure everything we do is uh, as much sustainable as possible. And, and really, um, we're, we're keeping the safety of our crew first and foremost in our minds. And, and that's going to be a big part of whatever we, we take for. I want to talk about, and before we go, about how people can watch. But I, I know that in developing these kinds of missions, I know in developing you know, the web project, there were a lot of real world applications that came out of the R&D for web. Have there been any identified yet real world applications of things that we've learned by doing Artemis? Hey, absolutely. So, you know, it's funny. People often think, you know, this is just money that we're shooting into space, right? And it, and it doesn't work like that. We employ over 60,000 people uh, as part of the Artemis program. And those are high paying, high technology jobs that, of course, create spinoffs in terms of medical, uh, propulsion, all sorts of different areas. And so that's really been a, a big benefit. One of the recent studies we were looking at says, you know, essentially for every dollar spent on Artemis, you're getting $12.80 back into the economy. And so it really has a big multiplier effect in terms of, you know, high-tech computers, avionics, all these sorts of things that we've really been able to put forward. So, um, so I think the answer is absolutely. What does this project mean to you? So I have been working on Artemis for a little over a decade. I actually came to work for NASA because I wanted to go work on a mission to the moon. It really kind of meant the world to me, and it's why I went into engineering. I think probably the thing I'm most looking forward to is I have two young daughters that are going to be out here in the audience watching this launch, and I want them to know what we are capable of as a species and what we can do together, and I really want that, that launch to blow their socks off. And it sounds like it's going to, I mean, I was looking at the website for this project and all of the thing, it feels like it's sci-fi because it's what we've seen represented in some way or another in movies and TV shows, but this is real world stuff. Absolutely. I, how I like to think about it is you're gonna have something literally the size of the Statue of Liberty going zero to 18,000 miles per hour in about eight minutes. I mean, it is just difficult to wrap your mind around, but this is an absolute, marvel of an achievement and uh, I think it's really going to be quite the show on Monday. I'm sure we will live stream the launch next week so long as everything is a go. What are you hoping that people are thinking and they are feeling when they see Artemis launch? I hope that they're inspired. I hope that they're inspired by what we are able to achieve and that it makes them have more faith in what we can do coming together and uh, I think this really will show it. I thank you so much for your time. I really really appreciate it. Is there anything else you want to add before I let you go? Now, um, I just, I really appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate your interest and uh, awesome questions, by the way. So thank you.
NASA says the Artemis missions will pave the way to put the first woman and first person of color on the moon. And a little Greek mythology fun fact before we let you go. Artemis is actually the twin sister of Apollo and also happens to be goddess of the moon. Hometown Stories is a production of WDBJ7 in Roanoke, Virginia. This episode was produced by me, Leanna Scacchetti, and edited by Ben Raquelmi. We'll see you next time. Hometown Stories is sponsored by Little Green Hive, because coffee is personal. Locations in downtown Roanoke, Daleville, and Grandin.